Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at The Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and it's Super Grenade Dodgeball Day! <laughs> Today we are talking about Minute 82, which begins with Barton's Mercenaries Approaching Engine 3 and ends with Engine 1 in Shutdown. Joining us on the show today, it's Mike Gravano from the Superhero Show Show and Movie of the Year. Hey, Mike. Hello, Andy. Hello, Pete. And hello, Marvel Marvel Movie Miniteers. <laughs> Miniteers! <laughs> How has it been six seasons and we've never heard that? Uh, that's oh, fantastic. my goodness. Now we need little hats with like little yep. M's for ears. The Miniteers. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, we like to ask our guests, especially when they first join us this season, is what drew you to pick this particular set of minutes? We'll be talking about this minute and then 83 and 84 with you this week. It's uh, it, longtime listeners might remember that I, I was on the first Avenger, well, years ago at this point. Uh, and <laughs> Cap, Cap is my guy. And so uh, 82, it starts with him being just a total badass. And it, it shows all my favorite parts of him just like. You forget sometimes the soldier part of the super soldier, and I feel like this minute really encapsulates that. And he gets grenades again. It's like capping the grenades all over again. Yes, <laughs> he does. And where does he put the grenade? He throws it down to the population below. <laughs> of course, it, would, it would blow up already. But the running joke is how much crap falls off this helicarrier to the populace below, which is so much. This people, minute is full of it. Thousands, thousands of people die in this movie, and yeah. it just breezed by. <laughs> it, it is just don't even notice. It's wild. This minute actually starts with uh, you know those pieces that Tony had knocked out of. Engine three, mm-hmm. it starts with those falling and plunging down to New Jersey, and that's yeah, just that's, Jersey. That's just, <laughs> it's just Jersey. Yeah, nobody will notice the difference there. That's that's what really uh, uh, Fury was aiming for when he said, "Head south, put the right. set on the left because Jersey's there, and we'll then we'll be okay." What Camden? <laughs> okay, so Camden got a little messed up. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's way, way I guess the, the, that debris is important for what Cap's doing. Way worse than that grenade that blows up is the body oh, right. of that soldier he throws down. That's going to kill a few Just people. Just throwing him straight down. Yep. 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 It's, it's, it's reminding, him, reminding me of his Hydra days back when he was tossing all those Hydra soldiers off of the, <laughs> the uh, little drop jets from the Valkyrie. And I like that throughout Heat, like, they're all killing everybody, right? And that's kind of what the Avengers do. <laughs> At least with the high and that was Hydra soldiers in First Avengers. Here is like, are these guys mind controlled? Are they just mercenaries? Who, who knows who these faceless folks are? Yeah, it's kind of answered in a deleted scene between okay. uh, Loki and Barton when they're talking down in kind of that lair, that underground lair that they're in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. There is a deleted scene. Uh, where they're talking about how they got all these people and how they, I, I can't remember specifically, but the line basically alludes to the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. has a lot of enemies. And so it was pretty easy to kind of round these people up. So I don't know, just mercenaries against S.H.I.E.L.D. is, I, I kind of guess what they are. Sure, then, you know, f*** them. Oh, shouldn't say <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Bleep them. <laughs> Bleep them. No, it's fine. Well, okay, so this, but this is a good point to start tracking the mercenaries. You know, we've, uh, when Barton arrived in his Quinjet, he, as we saw inside, there were two pilots and there were, uh, six people aboard with Barton. Mm-hmm. Now, when they, when they, uh, disembarked from the Quinjet, three of them he sent to the bridge. 
one of them he sent to detention. No, sorry, three of them he sent to the engine room to stop them from fixing it. One to the de- detention. He said the rest, the other three, come with me. We're going to uh, go to the bridge. That means there's one pilot left in the Quinjet. So far, Fury and Hill have taken out at least four people on the bridge. <laughs> Two of them seem to be confirmed kills. Two of them, uh, Fury just seemed to have knocked out. Uh, we haven't seen the one in the detention area yet, and we finally do see the three arriving in the engine room. Um, but what I am so curious about here is like, if three of them went with Barton to the bridge, how have they killed four of them? And then we'll see a fifth one in later in this minute. But anyway, the mercenaries are, I, I think they must have some people on board who are just like, you know, screw shield. I'm just going to join. Yeah, these, no, like, wait, these guys are winning. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rip off the eagle <laughs> off my shoulder. And now I'm on their side. Or I don't know if y'all are Marvel snap players, but the Quinjet card, when you play it does give you two new cards. So maybe this Quinjet is just pumping out new yeah. mercenaries. So many mercs. Yeah. I, I like it. I like to think that. that. That'd be great. They just kind of keep coming. They yeah. just kind of keep coming until Loki finally says, no, okay, we're leaving now. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that then. But yeah, so we have all these mercenaries. We have these three. Two of them arrive. One comes through the door. He's the one who tosses the grenade. And yeah, let's, I mean, the grenade block is just insane. One, because Steve continues doing his insane leaping around on all the broken pieces of this engine. And he knocks it out of the sky. It's just fantastic. Not to mention, we get this really cool camera move from like, underneath like a worm's eye view looking straight up as steve then leaps at the guy knocking him down i mean it's crazy this whole sequence is uh, like i mean we were just i don't know this, this it's a really fun sequence the way that this whole thing plays it plays so much into his like parkour slash pugilistic fighting style and so they created an obstacle course for him to have to show that off throughout of it and it's it's so sweet and then when he get when he gets the gun I do like at first he's holding it funky and then he fixes it. And by the time you see, he like, he just keeps moving it until he's like, okay, somebody taught Chris Evans how to hold a rifle. Finally. Just like right now. <laughs> yeah. Just right now. He's like mirroring a guy in the hallway. Yes. Go up here. Up here. You know what this makes me think is wouldn't it be great to cast Chris Evans, Captain America, as a doofus in a new movie with Ana de Armas as the badass? That's what I think of when I see this. <laughs> is, is he the doofus in that? I haven't. I've, I've seen the poster. Yes, he's the doofus. Super spies. Oh, he's that's the delightful. badass. He's the doofus. Yeah. yeah. His his post Marvel career is a lot of fun. One because he's fun, but it's just so clear. He's like, I want to do anything else. Anything. I just don't want to be Captain yes. America anymore. You know, I've done this for like fifteen years. I'm ready. <laughs> and and if you could cast me in stuff where I could like wear a cable knit sweater and just eat mm-hmm. all day long, Let I'm on for cozy. that. Yeah, yes. eat and be cozy. <laughs> That's what he's down for. It's very funny. All right. Well, we're in the middle of this fight. Steve blocks their grenade and and like it 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 shoots down down below the ship and blows up, which is great. He takes out this first guy. Now the second guy, he kicks away the second guy's gun. I just gotta talk about this move a little bit because I had to watch this a number of times to figure out what was going on. I don't know if I ever fully paid attention and, and and clocked exactly what was happening here. But as I watched it, my eyes were rolling a little bit because what he does, he kicks the second uh, second mercenary's gun and it actually lands on the upper deck just below the, the red lever that he's been standing next to. Because uh, later I'm like, how did he get that gun? Did he bring it up there with him? Because I finally realized, oh, the gun actually kicks. He kicks it up there and it lands up there. Uh, <laughs> He's such a strategist. That's a move. Yeah, yeah he knows he's new. like, 
I know for a fact I need to end up at the lever. I bet I might need a weapon by the time I'm over there. So <laughs> and I will be ready. Yeah. That's one hell of a kick. That's all I can say. <laughs> one hell of a kick uh, to get it so strategically up there. Yeah. Plus, he's got crosswinds, and mm-hmm. God only knows what else is going on up there. With and we discovered yesterday they fell 5,000 feet in about 10 seconds. So it's rough turbulence up there yeah. right now. Just yeah. a cut scene with everybody. Cli- Merc, Shield, everybody's just puking. Just yes. <laughs> right. Climate math is not in their favor. No, 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 no. So, all right. Now, this is the point. I mean, we, we've already talked about the guy, but he he picks up this first guy after he swings him and he tosses him off the ship. Um, this is the first. I, I mean, I know we've had Agent Hill and Fury both take out one by shooting them. But this is really, I guess you could say, the first 100 percent confirmed kill that we have of these mercenaries. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he has a parachute, but the way that he's screaming, I kind of don't think he does. <laughs> I, I think when you're infiltrating somewhere, you're trying to be pretty lightweight. Your armor, yeah, your right. weapons, your your ammo's already weighing you down. I don't think you're like, well, a parachute just in case. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess unless you're infiltrating a giant flying boat that you, you know? are trying to take down, maybe then you'd be prepared. But yeah, yeah. this guy is dead. No, yeah, he's not going to last. At least this person doesn't have a propeller to fall through like that Hydra soldier back in <laughs> First That's Avenger. right. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I think we called that the bloodiest minute of Marvel. It was pretty, yeah. it's pretty horrifying <laughs> moment. Uh, um, but this is when the third of the mercenaries does arrive and he starts shooting. This is the one with, who actually shoots at Steve. Steve, now he grabs this. I don't know. It took me at first. I was like, is this a gun? What is he throwing here? It's actually like a broken pipe or something. He picks it up and he throws it. I, it, it shorts a panel out on the wall. It's one of those moments where it hits a panel on the wall and it short circuits it. And I fully expected like a Star Wars moment where the door suddenly shut because, right. you know, he yeah. shorted it. Like, is was that a weird thing for him to short something and then nothing happened with it? Or does it keep the door open? Maybe there's a hidden door that he was keeping open. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Maybe. stupid. I don't know. I reach for stuff sometimes. It just adds to the ambiance of the fight. Steve is just like, not enough sparks going on. Gotta <laughs> keep it interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, that works. So this is when he jumps back up to the area with the uh, the red lever and grabs the gun. So again, now... Uh, remind me mike are you you're a captain america fan but is that from the comics or the films or both uh both and and at this point you know that we've in and out it's i think a little before the avengers is starting in captain america comics because uh my friends as you you do when you're in a group of folks uh you start assigning each other uh roles and so our friend who was short and hairy, he was wolverine we had like pint glasses (laughs) the big guy was hulk and uh, i was in the army at the time and so I was cat. And and so I just suddenly had an influx of socks and shirts and hats and things. Just people gave me cap. And then I started reading them more and more. And then the movies came. I was like, yeah, this is my guy. That's fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. You started answering to Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right. you man, we call it manifesting. You, you manifested, manifested yourself as Captain America. I say on your left, try to run. As fast as I can pass people. <laughs> All the time. I only make left turns. Yeah. <laughs> Slap every grenade-shaped thing out of the air. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're round and small, look out. Or you just dive on it and just right. lay on it in the hopes that nothing happens. <laughs> 
Well, okay, because so this is my question though about Captain America because I know it, it came up last season with a number of guests. The idea that this Captain America that we have in the film is somebody who is a soldier and he's using a gun, which as a superhero we don't normally see him doing. Right. Um, here we actually have him grabbing a gun and using a gun though, and is that something that? That he does often in the comics, or because he is kind of a superhero, does he usually use other methods rather than guns? I think it really is other methods, and that's when, when in the comics, when Bucky became Cap, Captain America for a while, that's kind of how they differentiated him in all his covers and pictures. Bucky was the Cap who uses the gun. I think at that point mm-hmm. in the comics, Steve, post-war, is like, well... I'm still fighting, but it's it's different, and I should, you know, only smash people's faces in with an unbreakable metal shield. I should no longer use the brutal <laughs> weapon of a pistol. <laughs> Leave them bloody and broken instead yeah. of with a whole, small hole through them. Exactly. <laughs> the line must be drawn here and no further. Right. Wow. All right. Well, okay, so to that end, it was interesting. I thought uh, this is something that... I, I don't know, I guess in the scope of all those conversations last se- season about like, oh, well, he doesn't usually use a gun. This is kind of the war, though, so it makes sense that he's using a gun. And then I'm like, oh, in the very next film, he's using a gun again. Yeah. <laughs> so it, kind of, a bigger gun. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's not till Civil War and because he's fighting his buddies. And then by Infinity War and Endgame, he's he's kind of, he feels done with a gun. I can't really remember. He has like spears and he's mostly shielding and leg kicking. But it, it does kind of feel like his growth through the MCU, right? Because we meet him, he's in World War II. And then here, he just woke up. He's still like World War II, Steve. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah, he still thinks he's in World War II. Yeah, oh, oh, that'd be horrific. We find out there's just PTSD going throughout the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. all, just, the entire Avengers it's initiative dark. is fueled by his PTSD. <laughs> so, oh. Wow. Well, okay, so... This is another question I have with Steve then, uh, because I, I don't know. I can't remember actually what the answers were, but is he impervious to bullets? No, he just okay. doesn't get hit. That This specific uh, Merc has storm. You, you know, when your brain just dies, stormtrooper uh, aiming. Yeah, stormtrooper. Storm aim. Yeah, I was going to say starship trooper. I was like, that's not right. That's Giant totally bugs. different. Yeah. Well, it's kind of similar. Also, to this one. Yeah. also bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although you could say distant relative to the Chitauri. Yeah. Oh, facts. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. But, uh, well, that's interesting. Because I, or, and I guess my question, you know, it relates to, does he know if he could be hit by a bullet? Mm. You know, because, I, I mean, we never saw him get hit by a bullet in the last film. We don't know uh, in the films if he actually is impervious or if he's still just instinctively avoiding bullets because, you know, that's what we typically do is we right. generally, if we see that, we just don't want to get hit by it. What we... you're saying is we're missing like the jackass sequence where he's, he's <laughs> oh, standing in an alley with Bucky and he's like, shoot me right here. Shoot me right here. It's the only way we'll know. <laughs> I, I hate to say yes, but yes. <laughs> yes. Just a montage of like then holding just a lighter on Steve's hand. <laughs> just like seeing what his weakness is. Oh god, yes. that's awful! Kicking like, him as that. hard as he can in the crotch, just like does that like? Yeah, are you strong yeah, like, everywhere? If they if they hold a lighter to his arm, does his arm hair singe, or is his arm hair impervious to that? Ooh, so that could wow. be a weapon. He just grows his arm hair out and just like sharpens <laughs> it. 
<laughs> sharpens his arm. He uses his arm here like a gauntlet. Yes. <laughs> this new shield is woven <laughs> from my arm hairs. I've been That shaming. is like the saddest potential outcome. It turns out like everything we know about Steve is wrong. Only his arm hair <laughs> is super. It's just protecting him from everything else. Good God. That's just. It's my secret, Hulk. I'm covered in arm hair. <laughs> I'm covered in arm hair. <laughs> oh, wow. The, the things we have uncovered about Steve Rogers. Marvel, let us know when you're ready to have <laughs> this ready. conversation. We can, we can help them. you out. The next I, line, yeah. I do know in the comics, his weakness is bullets because. In the Brewbreaker run from the early 2000s, he, that is how he dies. Is He's just walking up the stairs in D.C. and somebody ganks him in the back of the head. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's brutal. It's so unexpected because you expect to assume, hey, spoiler alert, he comes back, guys. But uh, you're <laughs> like, well, he'll die maybe if the death of Captain America would be in a big epic battle. And so it comes so unexpected. And it, it that's that was... That's one of my favorite runs because of that. It's just like, what? And that's like the birth of the Winter Soldier in the comics and everything. Wow. That's actually pretty interesting because it does speak to the fact that, I mean, even, you know, earlier in the film, we saw Loki getting hit by some bullets um, when the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents were uh, attacking him when he first appears through, um, you know, through the Tesseract and everything. Right. And but but it like grazes across his face and he instantly heals. But it does speak to the idea of somebody who is generally uh, we won't say impervious, but can heal quickly if it hits you in the right spot, i.e. like a a, a, a headshot, as gruesome right. as it is to talk about this, but something where it like goes through your brain and blows out the back. That might be something that even somebody like Loki couldn't necessarily come back from. Right. That's a real like Hulk and Logan and Deadpool only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I suppose to a certain extent, I mean, you you have a super soldier, somebody who's imbued with this serum to be super in so many different ways, you do have to start delineating, okay, well, we can't, he can't be exactly the same as Logan. Like we do have to start kind of scraping away some of these things so that he can't, they're not all the same. Otherwise it's just like super boring because they're all the same character basically. And that's so funny with with your general super community is everybody like agility or like the nineties Marvel masterpiece cards that said like how much agility they had, how much dexterity. And you're like, well, like, Pretty similar. The graph is all like right in the same yeah. place. Right? Yeah, right, right. He can Plus run or minus fast, five points, right. but not quicksilver fast. He can heal, but not Logan heal quickly. Like he is. Like a few times we see how crazy strong earlier in the movie, not in this minute, when him and Iron Man and Thor are fighting. Uh, he fully his arm does not shatter when Thor brings down Mjolnir and he blocks up the shield. Yeah, right. Thor's the one who gets blown back. So you're like, how strong is Steve? Well, yeah, and that of course speaks to the the you know science slash magic of uh, the of the shield itself, right? And you know exactly what is it doing when it's getting hit by something like that. So, but anyway, what I do see here, though, as Steve starts taking shots at this soldier, is Steve also isn't a very good shot, and I was like. Is it because this is a new type of gun for him or what? Because or maybe it's just the the wind turbulence and everything else that he's dealing with. But he he also is pretty bad. Like both of them are basically stormtrooper level shooting at each other here. Yes. (laughs) What's funny is that Steve is better when he's throwing stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Like throwing pipes and shields and things like that. He's he seems to be better and does more damage. I wonder if. Putting it not, not as of Disney doesn't want one of their main heroes just fully shooting somebody in the face from 10 feet away. But I wonder if 
and Steve, like when they used to have to in the it was like the Revolutionary War and Civil War when, when back when wars were everybody just stand in a field and look right at somebody and shoot at them uh, and don't hide behind anything. Most of the soldiers were shooting up. Like I think you really have to train out of somebody to shoot somebody. Thankfully, and uh, so maybe Steve's like, I don't mind throwing you. 8,000 feet into the air because I don't have to see it, but I don't want to have to see me shoot a gun and it hit you. So he's just like mm. shooting for cover. Yeah. Interesting. And, and then yeah. he throws a guy off the helicopter and, then, and yeah. just screams, Skydiver! <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. Right. I'm fine when I get <laughs> yeah. that. Right. Yeah, right. If he's out of sight, out of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure he's fine. There's probably, you know, a nice, a nice body of water that he landed on yes. in or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, all right. So, uh, well, do we have anything more to talk about with Steve, or should we head into the bridge to talk about Fury and what's going on in there? Uh, we can. I, I'm happy with heading to the bridge. We we can try, but as we hear, we're not getting through there. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's an interesting line coming from Fury because, again, this is the fifth mercenary to kind of pop through the door, and Fury takes him down. I think this is, uh, as far as he's concerned, confirmed kill number three. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand his line. Like, he's talking to himself. He says, they're not getting through here. So what the, like, is he confused as to, like, why they keep coming? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> why haven't they given up yet? Yeah, so it's not I'm defiant. Yes, it's not defiant. It's like, what are you doing? You're not getting yeah. through here. This is so obvious. <laughs> it's such a it's such a funny line to have. It's like, what is going on? Like, he just seems so confused with it. Like, why don't they stop? <laughs> there was something about watching you know i watched this minute a bunch but the, watching this whole movie in preparation uh there's some lines that didn't used to stick out as clunky and they they, they do, oh, do that, tell that, that, well, and now i'm gonna forget all of them right but like the, the they're not getting through here it's like well here's what an action movie person would say and it's like but what do you mean right now and i just feel like every few minutes one a character says something like that and you're like who are you talking to and this doesn't make sense at all Yes, that is the general peril of watching a movie one minute at a time. Sure. Like if if there's no intention of that, these the stupidest lines just fly by and it's really fine because dopamine. This is one where <laughs> like, what is Fury even thinking right now? Like, why did that line sneak in there? And why did someone like, you know, our our pal Tig Notaro, uh Whedon write dialogue that comes out as clunky like this when we know they happen to have a distinct ability to write smart dialogue, which which I'm always sort of puzzled by. Well, for, for every piece of smart dialogue uh, that individual has written, there's also, do you know what happens to a toad when they get struck by lightning? Oh, yeah. The same. I, I, I said, most <laughs> yeah. people use that. No, you, I you actually like that line point. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think that, but like, it's hated on, but I'm like, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that feels like I'm not used to being an action hero. I'm going to try something. Mm-hmm. But, Maybe Fury, knowing he's the commander of this bridge, is saying it for the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who are, you know, kind of acting like not soldiers. They are all, I mean, I know getting attacked is pretty scary, but suddenly they're all like, we're just civilians running around. I have no military training. What should I do right now? (laughs) I'm just an engineer. What? (laughs) Why us? Why us? 
It's, I mean, it is, it's very funny and I, I do question it. Um, but I mean, hey, you know what? Fury and Hill seem to be doing a great job of keeping them at bay and largely keeping people safe until, as it turns out, Clint has decided to, I don't know if he's been crawling through the air ducts or what, but he's. Cause he has up, not been around very much in this big is, attack. He has not been around at all. And he's the one who led the charge, but he snuck up through this vent and he's basically in a vent now, way up high, looking down over all of this. And we see him shoot two arrows. The first arrow, I, I'm so curious about uh, your opinions on, on his decisions with these arrows, knowing he's mind controlled. He, the first arrow he hits, it's the, it hits the far upper wall and blows up. We see a couple stunt people, uh, stunt players go flying off. I mean, it's fun. I don't know if it's just meant to be a distraction. But uh, and then the second one is the one that obviously is the one he wanted to do. It's according to the Marvel Wiki, it is his data arrow. Ooh, you gotta have a data arrow. You gotta have a data arrow. He shoots it, uh, and it um, conveniently has all of its pins that line up perfectly with the slots, so that he can shut down Engine One. But why, if if he's mind controlled and he is like game to take down anybody, why doesn't? he aim at Fury at any point and take Fury out or Hill out or something like that. Well, I guess if you use your bomb arrow on, on Hill or Fury, uh, they will get blown up and die, but then everybody else could, in theory, still do their jobs, where if you blow at the wall, then the air sucks you out and it's it's more chaos going on. Uh, We're going for the rapid <laughs> uh, uh, rapid decompression. Yes. Uh, theory. Okay. Or, okay. or some little tiny part in the back of Clint's head is like, I can't take out these two. I know their names. So I'll make sure I, my yeah. arrow kills me. Whose names I <laughs> their, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> their names don't end in a bridge number. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think there's, there's more to that. And as we see later in the, in the uh, catwalk, doing their thing on the catwalk mm-hmm. later when he gets punched the in the catwalk. face like yet more of clint is coming through the brainwash that's what i see when i watch this thing like he's emerging right also data arrow right he has data to collect he can't blow anybody up until he collects his data not collect data corrupt data right yeah corrupt he's, data right that yeah, that's first exactly corrupt. Well, i guess the issue I, this is of a frustrating thing to come up because I know as somebody who's watched the deleted scenes, we've talked about the deleted scenes. He has this conversation with Loki about why he didn't, why he was unable to shoot fury that time. I mean, you know, he asked him and he's, he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something that was keeping me from doing that. And oh. I'm, I'm unsure. Like, why do they cut things like that? Because it, it would answer questions when they come up in situations like this. Yes. That is one of the most frustrating things about that particular deleted scene. And I can't I kind of can't stop thinking about it just because of the fact that it answers so many things in just like what a minute and a half. Right. Like it it fixes stuff. And we have a minute and a half to spare. Right. I think. I think. <laughs> you seen how long this movie is? Really? We're fine. <laughs> I can easily squeeze that back in here. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because let's see, that also had, well, I mean, it just had the stuff we were talking about, about where they got all these mercenaries from. That uh-huh. was also in that conversation. And um, let's see, I'm trying to remember. And it, it leads to a little bit about kind of their upcoming plans for Stuttgart. And so, like, there was a lot of information in that scene that um, really could have kind of helped with all of this and, and made it a little less, um, I don't know, just clunky with some of this stuff. Yeah. 
And maybe it's just just breeze by. They weren't at the point where they're like, we have to have a cave scene that fight like stops all momentum. That Thor is just in Age of Ultron right now. They're just like, make it breezy. Let's just go. No explanations. <laughs> yeah, right. Just so I can forget <laughs> that. Let's just have fun. <laughs> yes. Oh well. We do see, uh, you know, the data arrow hits and its pins, as I said, they conveniently fit into the ports. It shuts down the helicarrier's computer systems, plus the uh, the fans for um, engine one. And then we see on the screen, aside from the engine three mechanism malfunction, um, now malfunction engine one has a power loss. And in the scope of all the system diagnostics, engine one, engine three, and the mainframe have now all been compromised. I don't know why, though, considering all the monitors shut down, I don't know why Fury still manages to stay on but you know it is fury's monitor i guess it's just just an ipad that's actually like <laughs> it's oh, just a, right it, it's just in it's a not. case hanging there but it's not yeah. connected to the rest of the stuff it's not connected to the system right. so he could walk around if he needed to around the whole helicopter while still maintaining all information smart, smart man smart man <laughs> that's right that's all yeah it's all, all he does when he's not under attack is walk around to the different bridge officers and say wi-fi baby did you see how many uh, router extensions i put <laughs> yeah, into I the ceilings in the hallways <laughs> wi-fi wi-fi oh he's well, so cool he's so cool at the end of this minute, we do get to see Agent Sitwell. He's sitting at his monitor, and his has the detention cell alarm system failure on it before it goes off. And that brings us to the end of our minute. Uh, any last thoughts about anything going on in this minute, or should we uh, close up shop so we can come back and talk about minute 83 tomorrow? I guess the, the last thing is just Sitwell. It, it's so hard to remember. Like, I, I don't, don't think we know his name here. I think I first learned his name in a uh, Marvel one-shot. Probably, uh, yeah. And... It's just like, he's just a guy and and so smart for just being like, well, we cast this kind of nameless guy. Let's make sure he's a evil Hydra agent in a couple movies, like just in a couple movies. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know. He did not know in 2012 that he was going to keep getting bankrolled <laughs> by Marvel for a while. Right. Nice work. If you can get it, sit well. Uh, we'll talk about this in tomorrow's minute, but he's actually not credited as Sitwell in the script at all. He's credited oh, as Shield Worker, so it's there interesting. Like, what point did they decide we want this person to be a little bit more? Right. I wonder if it's the one shot. Like, wouldn't that be weird if it was the one shot that got uh, Maximiliano Hernandez like all of the additional parts? Like, they said, "Hey, we need to bring somebody back to talk with uh, to talk with Colson for this one shot." How about you, Shield Worker? Yeah, you're around because yeah, isn't it? It's a funny thing on the way happened on the way to Fort Thor's Hammer, right? Isn't that when they meet up and chit chat? Or that's uh, no, that's the one where Colson. No, it's no. not item forty-seven. Um, uh, let's see. A funny uh, thing yeah, happened when, on the way to Thor's Hammer is when uh, Colson stops the gas station robbery in like right. yeah the Seven um, Eleven. He goes John Wick. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, There's so many. It's been a minute. <laughs> it is. Hold on. Now I got to figure out. It, it is the consultant. The consultant. The consultant. Yeah, that's the one where they're they they're rewriting the um, kind of the focus of that end conversation from the Incredible Hulk, so that it's about the abomination and <laughs> and uh, that whole thing. So right, um, but yeah, good old Marvel one shots. So, well, that's it for a minute eighty two. So, Mike, tell everybody about some of the stuff that you are up to out there on the interwebs. Certainly, if uh, you want to hear me and uh, other fine folks talk about every single live action TV show based on a comic book, 
That is the superhero show show. Uh, catch but at this point, Sweet Tooth season two is out. We are still suffering through the Flash. Uh, Gotham Knights unfortunately is doing well, but uh, I swear there's stuff we like out there. <laughs> uh, but check that out. And if you're like more movies, that's movie of the year, where Every season is a different year. We build a bracket and make them fight. Right now, we are wrapping up 2002. Oh, let's see. Ooh. We just. Over in our other show, The Next Reel, we've just finished uh, recording all of our episodes for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and we were debating amongst ourselves, Two Towers or Chicago? And we still landed on Two Towers, but we're, I don't I know you don't want to spoil As Lord it. of the Rings movies yeah. go? Or, or, or just just as far as the 2002 movies go. Oh, like, okay. I was going to say, I, I prefer Chicago, but I do think Two Towers is probably a better Lord of the Rings movie than Chicago. <laughs> probably. Probably yes. does work better. <laughs> yes. What else is on the on the bracket for 2002? What else? We, we, we couldn't we normally whittle down to eight. And this year we like couldn't. So we, it's the biggest bracket we've had. We've had 16 movies, which is a lot. Uh, <laughs> Minority Report, Born Identity, uh, Russian Ark, which is this crazy oh, yeah. artsy movie. Uh, it was a phenomenal, interesting, a one shot, which there's a there's a, a cute little CGI one shot that happens in the Avengers movie. Uh, that is fun to watch. But now that I've seen Russian Ark, I'm like, all right, guys. That was supposed to be painted. Uh, <laughs> what else is on there? Uh, Talk to her. Uh, yeah, there's so many. There's so many freaking movies. So is the pianist is the pianist that year also, and the pianist is that year. And we said no. That is not one of our 16 movies oh, that okay. make it. Because uh, we start with 64, and then we whittle it down to the ones we'll actually watch. Wow. And the pianist didn't make it. And yeah, we've been like, we've done it. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> been there pianos but we got to do minority report <laughs> yeah right yeah no, that's a good one that's a good one well that's awesome well we will have the links for all of uh, mike's great stuff in the show notes everybody so check those out for sure uh, mike thank you so much for joining us today we're looking forward to having you back tomorrow yeah thanks for having me and that's it for today so pete thanks as always yeah i don't think the hell is gonna make it i'm still still <laughs> thinking it's gonna fall to a fiery plume <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show.